Previously on the Black and Blue Report. Well, one of the hot position group battles right now is a wide receiver, and right in the thick of it is veteran Josh Morgan. I like to stay under the radar, you know. Only recognition I want is when we get wins. That's all I care about. I just want to win a Super Bowl. I've been anxious to talk to Vinny Sinceri here on Black and Blue Report because I've had a lot of fun watching you play healthy. Vinny, you look like a new man out there. Two years off the ACL is where everybody says they start to feel comfortable, and I really do feel comfortable out there. Everybody is uh, communicating really well. Everybody's playing the best of their abilities, and it's just fun. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's happening? Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sallerson here from Studio B on the campus of the Saints and the Pelicans. And uh, boy, glad to have you on this Thursday, filling in for Sean Kelly and John DeShazer, who are in Baltimore, Maryland. Preseason game number one is here. Finally, some football between two different teams as training camp. You're battling each other every day. Tonight, Saints and Ravens, 6.30 p.m. on Fox 8 locally so uh, very excited about football being back and yesterday was a big day for the pelicans as the schedule was released it was released at about five o'clock central on nba tv and man i was watching for the first five minutes and i felt like the pelicans were featured in every big game and they are 13 nationally televised games if you're talking about espn and tnt if you include nba tv which streams just uh, the home television broadcast 21 nationally televised games so a quarter of the schedule the whole country and a lot of the world will see the Pelicans and um, could be potentially more if you cl- include NBA Fan Night, which is every Tuesday. The fans get to vote on the matchups. The Pelicans have some Tuesday matchups that could be the Fan Night. So I'm count almost 25 games could be on national television for the Pelicans. So really great schedule opening night on national television on TNT as the Pelicans will face the defending champion Golden State Warriors at 9.30 Central Time on TNT, as I mentioned. And uh, the Warriors will get their rings. Alvin Gentry will get his ring. And then it'll be time to destroy the NBA champions. And then a back-to-back in Portland the next night. And then the Pelicans come home for a Halloween home opener against the defending champion Golden State Warriors. So Pelicans play the Warriors three times a season, two of those in the first three games. That one's on NBA TV, 6.30 start time at the Smoothie King Center. So um, a lot of big games and a couple other ones that caught my eye. Christmas Day, Pelicans on Christmas Day. They only feature 10 teams, and it seems like it's more the marquee teams or the matchups. Uh, the Lakers are on it this year. Don't I'm not going to get into that. Uh, five games, Pelicans are the first game on the docket, 11 a.m. against the Miami Heat. That one's on ESPN, of course. And also the Pelicans play on Martin Luther King Day. That's a nationally televised game against the Memphis Grizzlies, a day game 130 Central on ESPN. New Year's Eve, Pelicans home against the Clippers, so spend New Year's with us at the Smoothie King Center. So lots of things stick out, a lot of TNT games, a lot of ESPN games. Um, Trying to think of any other holidays I'm missing here, but the whole schedule is on pelicans.com, and you can have it downloaded to your Outlook like I did, so you can start planning your schedule when you want to come to the games, which I'm hoping is all of them. And a very exciting time uh, for the Pelicans as uh, we're almost, we're about a month and a half away from training camp to start and then preseason games start in early October. And uh, that schedule will come out, I believe, sometime next week. So we'll have a lot to talk about on today's show as far as a schedule breakdown. We'll bring in Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry. He spoke with Sean Kelly from Las Vegas um, where Gentry was catching up with the USA minicamp as Anthony Davis is out there. Um, so he was there, so Sean Kelly was able to catch up with him. 
and he'll talk about the schedule a little bit. I have Jim Eichenhofer in studio from Pelicans.com. He'll help me break down the schedule a little bit. And then, yes, there is a football game, like I mentioned. We will talk Saints football. Um, they were off yesterday as they traveled to Baltimore. Sean Kelly and JD will check in from Baltimore, uh, Maryland later on in the show. So we will have a, a big Saints preview, and then we'll get you out of here and get you set for tonight's matchup um, in Baltimore. So lots to get to on this Thursday. Let's do that now. Coming up next, Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry with Sean Kelly. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. The Pelican schedule has just been released and 12 game plans are now on sale. 12 game packages, including the ever popular weekend plan, allow you to take in a couple of games a month throughout the season for as low as $199. Don't miss your chance to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, and more. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. As promised, we have an exclusive interview with Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry. Our very own Sean Kelly caught up with Alvin to talk about the schedule and much more. All right, Daniel, thank you very much. We are very pleased to be joined by Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry, who is, I understand it, joins us from Las Vegas. Coach, how are you? How are things out west? Uh, doing doing great. You know, it's very warm in Las Vegas, but I'm... I'm here to to watch the, the the U.S. team and you know specifically to watch AD. Although he's not uh, participating in a whole lot of things on this this uh, uh, trip out here, but uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to be on that team. <laughs> yeah, I think so, Coach. I think that's probably a, a given. Um, when you go out to an event like that, a camp that they're holding, as you go into a couple of days uh, out in Las Vegas, what do you hope to to gain by it? What's the I guess what's the goal, or do you just kind of wait and see what happens? Well, I think the, the 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 big thing for me and the main thing is is that you know you get to see all of this collection of the the best players in the NBA. You think about the guys that are here when you talk about LeBron and Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, and uh, I mean you just keep naming guy after guy after guy. They're all here and they're all competing, so it's fun to watch those game, uh, watch those guys in this type of setting and the competitiveness that you see that comes out of these guys. Coach, you have a personal relationship with so many of those guys, don't you? I mean, over the years, you've probably had a hand in their growth at some point. Well, there's a lot of guys here that I, I've been involved in coaching. You know, I just uh, spoke to uh, Chris Paul this morning, and, uh, you know, obviously uh, Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson are here, along with Draymond Green, and, uh, you know, uh, Anthony is here. And there are just a lot of guys uh, – uh, it's it's a fun thing to sit down and watch and just, uh, like I said, to, to see how each guy compete and to see how uh, collectively they try to come together as a team. Alvin, having coached some of those guys before and now being the head coach of a team whose franchise player will heavily be involved, probably 
especially with Rio next year. Um, are you a fan of the way this this has used NBA players uh, and what they've gained by it, or maybe have not? Uh, what's your take on that? Well, I I think that uh, using the NBA players, if if we're going to send our best team, uh, you know, obviously, uh, then it's going to be a bunch of NBA players. Uh, let's not forget that for the longest time, our college guys were playing against professional players for the longest time. Uh, you know, we were sending kids over there that were 18, 19, 20 years old. They were playing against grown men. So uh, I just thought it was only fitting that uh, we sent our best players over there to compete in the Olympics and things like that. And that's what we've done, and obviously we've dominated. Has it helped, guys? Because one would argue that Anthony Davis's growth has probably been sped up because of his time with Team USA. Well, no, I think it definitely helped because, you know, you got to understand that you're competing against the best players in our league uh, every day at practice, uh, and that's for really an entire summer. So uh, uh, I don't think it can do anything except uh, help a guy become a better player. And, 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 and more so than anything, I think it shows you the level that you have to get to if you're going to be one of the elite players in this league. So you're getting a chance to watch Anthony a little bit up close. Coach, what else about your team that you're about to uh, take into a new NBA season have you learned? What what has been able to be gleaned over the summer about the guys that you'll now lead into the games? Well, I think the big thing to me is that I, I liked the attitude uh, that these guys have. You know, every single one of them I think are, you know, they're inching to get started. Uh, I think we have competitive guys. Uh, I think we got a good group of guys who's going to come together as a team, uh, and I think you're going to see that in the play that they have. But uh, I've just been really impressed with the, you know, just just with the way they're ready to get started, and I think the confidence that they have. Uh, so that's a really good thing I think going into training camp to to have with you guys. You know, obviously I hadn't been able to see a lot as far as teamwork on the court, but individually. Uh, I've seen these guys come in and just work their butts off day in and day out on individual things, which I also think is a big plus. Coach, in the times that you've that you've taken on a team as a head coach, it, is this the best starting point? And I, and forgive me if I'm if I'm forgetting key something about the Phoenix roster that you inherited, but where does this starting point compare to the others for you as as a new head coach? Well, I think number one, you got to start with Anthony, and uh, you're talking about a, an elite, elite player in our league. You know, probably as I said before, uh, arguably no worse than probably the second best player in the league right now. So, um, when you have that kind of talent to start and build around, it makes things a little bit easier. And then when you throw in, you know, a guy like Drew Holiday, who's been an All-Star player, and you know, Quincy Pondex is getting better and. You know, there's just so many factors here. You know, Ryan uh, Anderson, who I think is going to have a very good year, uh, I think the way we play uh, is going to help him and help his game. Uh, so when you throw in all of those factors, you know, we feel confident going into training camp, and uh, if we can stay healthy, we feel that we can compete with anyone. Speaking of health, Coach, I think probably the biggest question I get from fans here over the summer is the health of Drew Holiday. Is there anything that would indicate to us that he is going to be ready to go in October, or in all fairness, is it too early to tell? Well, the big thing I think right now is that he's been able to do some stuff and he's pain-free. And to, to, to me, that's the most important thing. 
and obviously as a, as a medical staff and as coaches, we're going to have to monitor uh, some of the things that he do in uh, training camp, and obviously the two-a-day thing is going to be out for him. He won't he won't do any of the two-a-day things. Uh, but I think we've got to cautiously uh, approach it in a way uh, that we best utilize his skills and, 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 and try not to have a setback. Uh, but with him healthy, we're a pretty good bas- basketball team. Alvin Gentry is with us. Coach, yesterday is one of my favorite days of the year when the NBA schedule finally comes out. I'm sure it's one that you will also take in with some excitement. And uh, lo and behold, we're going back to your old stomping grounds, and uh, you will receive your championship ring. The Warriors will be celebrating, and we'll be starting a new era with you. i got to imagine that's going to be kind of a, um, well, um, <laughs> a busy night. Is that a safe way to do it? <laughs> I would say a busy night, and you know it's uh it's a little bit conflicting, you know, really, if you think about it, you know here we are lined up and uh uh to win a championship with that team and have a closeness with those guys, and then you know to walk out there and and, and to receive a ring, and then you know two minutes later trying to figure out how you're gonna beat them, so it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a challenge uh uh you know to stay grounded and stay focused in but uh you know, we're going to have a task uh, and we're going to have a goal that we are going to set. And uh, one of them is obviously going to be uh, to try to beat the world champions. Coach, you'll see them, I think, twice in the first week. Uh, it's not like they're giving you an easy ride here to start the season, huh? <laughs> no, no, that, that's, that's interesting that we would uh, uh, play those guys twice in the first week of the season. But, you know, at the end of the day, I tell everyone we're going to play 41 home games and 41 away games. So, I'm not real sure if it makes a huge difference uh, when you play them or, or how they fall on the schedule. How do you feel about playing at Miami on Christmas Day, Coach? Uh, you know, to me, I think it's a great thing, uh, uh, especially for our franchise, because I think uh, if they're having you play on Christmas Day, they, they're, they're, they're assuming that you're a very good basketball team. So the fact that they chose us to play on Christmas Day, I think it's an honor. Uh, playing against a good Miami team that's going to uh, have some good young players and get Chris Bosch back would be a heck of a challenge for us. But uh, it's one of those situations where, you know, yes, you would like to be with your family uh, on Christmas Day, but to have an opportunity to play is quite an honor. And, you know, we're going to be the first game, so we'll be able to play and still be back home by the afternoon. No doubt. Coach, what else, when you looked at the schedule, what else kind of jumped out at you? Anything in particular? Uh, you know, not really. I mean, I think we've got some challenging road trips ahead, but I think everyone looks at their schedule and say that, uh, you know, we, uh, our whole goal this season is to create an atmosphere, uh, in Smoothie King Arena, uh, where people know that when they come in there, uh, it's going to be a heck of a challenge to come away with a win. We just need to create that atmosphere. Uh, I saw that last year. Uh, sitting on Golden State's bench when we played in the playoffs. And so what we have to do is that we have to try to create that kind of environment with every regular season game. And I think we can do that because I think we're going to be an exciting team. And I think the fans of New Orleans are going to really do a great job of backing us also. Coach, it seems it was a concerted effort to kind of get away from the the four games and five-night scenarios. Um, how much of a difference do you think that will make across the board? 
Well, I think you're going to get better play. I mean, uh, obviously there are still situations, you know, we've got a couple of them that I think we're going to face, but there are still mm-hmm. situations where, uh, you know, those are just tough situations when you uh, are playing four games and five nights, and usually that means you're in four different cities. Uh, so it, it really is a challenge. But once again, you know, we're we're not going to be the only team that that's going to have to do that. So I think what you do is you look at the schedule and what, what I've tried to do in the past is just try to, you know, block them out in like 10-game segments and say, okay, we have these 10 games coming up, you know, what do we need to do to stay competitive and what should our record be in those situations? So that's what we'll kind of look at it and, uh, and then we'll go from there. It's outstanding, Coach. I know that you are uh, you have barely been home, and I really appreciate your time with us. And uh, safe travel the rest of the way. I know everyone's excited to see you and the guys get all together here in the coming weeks. Yeah, I'm 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 real excited about uh, being in New Orleans. I think it's the most unique city in the United States. And uh, I mean, to to me, the 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 main thing that I see in the short time that I've been there is that. Every person down there is really proud of living in that city and being a part of that city. And to me, that's just a great thing. Open arms for you, Coach, and we'll see you soon. Thanks again. All right, sounds great. All right, guys, thank you very much. Can't wait for training camp to start in late September, early October, ready to get this season rolling. Um, We'll continue our Pelicans talk next. More on the schedule breakdown with Pelicans.com writer Jim Eichenhoff. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back to the show. You just heard from Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry, and uh, usually we have Jim Eichenhofer on Tuesdays during the basketball season, but since the uh, basketball schedule just came out yesterday, we brought him in. We uh, convinced him to come out of his 10-bedroom chateau just to come into the office for a few minutes to speak with me. Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com joins me now from Studio B, and Jim... We've been waiting for this since probably May, June, and the schedule finally came out. What? I'm just so excited right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was it was great to see it. We have been waiting a while, especially to kind of get the finalized version. Um, I I thought it was it was really a great reaction from people because, especially the national TV aspect of it. Um, I know I had said when people asked me how many national TV. Are they going to get? I said my guess was six, and it ended up being thirteen, yep, and then twenty-one if you add NBA TV. So, I mean, it was well beyond what my expectations were. I would have been happy with you know a, a, quite a few more than last year, 
last year started out with two and then they added one to make it three. So, I mean, I overall, I mean, I thought it, it was just great. There's so many positive aspects of the schedule, the way that it came out yesterday. I'll get to the national games in, in just a moment, but what caught my ear yesterday, I was on my way home from work and I was listening to a national radio show. I won't say what it was, but they had a guest on. He was saying how, why is everyone caring about the schedule? You know, each team plays everyone, you know, so what does it matter? But when you look at certain teams and their schedules with how many days rest, how many national television appearances, their road trips, do you think that, I think, in my opinion, the schedule is a big deal as far as, because different teams have different road trips, different times where they're, you know, at Mm -hmm. home a lot, I think, and also who you play at what time of the year, so... For some people, it may have not been a big deal, but I think it's a big part is when you see the schedule. Yeah, I mean, I think it's always one of the biggest days of the offseason for the NBA. I mean, I could see how maybe if you're not an NBA fan or you only kind of pay attention a little bit, you would think it's it doesn't make sense that people make as big of a deal about it as they do. But, um, I mean, I, I feel like there are a lot of reasons why people are excited about it and why people pay close attention to it. I do think there are so many factors in terms of rest – when you play teams, that it's hard to... I've I've seen people say, like, oh, this is a good schedule or a bad schedule, and I do think that part of it is a little bit overblown because I think when you factor in everything and put it all in one big pot, it kind of equals out. Like you said, everybody all plays 82 games, and within the conference, and especially the division, you do play exactly the same schedule. But um, for me, I think really the national TV part of it is is one of the things that I pay attention to the most every year and I think this year it was the thing that I that just stood out the most to me yeah so it seems like expectations are high for this Pelicans team like you said 13 national television games for ESPN and TNT which um, talking to PR that ties a franchise high back from 0809 you add in the NBA TV at 21 keep in mind also if you add Tuesday night fan nights that fans get to vote for NBA looking at the schedule there could be three or four more so almost 25 games what does this say about this Pelicans team? Not only just Anthony Davis, but it seems like a lot more people want to see this team uh, around the country. I think that obviously Anthony Davis has a huge impact on how many national TV games that the Pelicans get. However, he's been here three years, and I think for definitely the last two years, people have known and recognized that he's one of the best players in the league. So you could, I think you can make the conclusion that the biggest difference between last summer's schedule release and this one is that they're coming off a playoff appearance. They had a winning record last year. I mean, I think that is is a big factor in what accounts for um, the networks saying, like, we, this is a team that we want to show. Because you can have Anthony Davis, but if you're, if you're not winning a lot of games and you're not contending for the playoffs, they're not going to put you on very much, especially with it being a, you know, a smaller TV market like New Orleans. Ninth highest uh, as far as national television games go for the Pelicans. Ninth highest in the league, which is a pretty big deal. And I think you had a tweet yesterday about how many games they had each season for the past three seasons. Mm-hmm. I believe it was like 2-3-2 two, three, two, or 2-3-3. Two, three, yep. three. I mean, that's seven or eight in already with 13 for one season, which is pretty good. Also, I know what the schedule makers wanted to focus on was back-to-backs, four games and five nights. Um, I don't know if you have it in front of you how many back-to-backs we had last year. I believe it was in the 20s, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 16 this year, which is good, and only one four games and five nights, which is August, April, excuse me, 5th, 6th, 8th, and 9th. So I say from that standpoint, um, and I think it's good for around the league, is the back-to-backs have been reduced. Yeah, I mean, I know that that, um, Adam Silver's talked about that a lot in the last year or so, and I think 
they've made a lot of good steps in the right direction as far as being um, able to cut those back. The one thing that I've noticed is that um, the Thursday part of the schedule has been really interesting because in the past they pretty much made it so that only if you were on TNT you played on Thursday, with some exceptions. But now that more teams are playing on Thursdays, there aren't nearly as many cases where there's a Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back and then a Friday, Saturday back-to-back, which is actually, if you look at the Pelicans' schedule in April, that is the one instance where they play four games in five nights, is a Tuesday, Wednesday, then Friday, Saturday. But now that that Thursday part of the schedule has been relaxed, it's a lot easier to to kind of um, stagger the game so that you're playing, like, say, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, where you have a day off in between every time instead of having to bunch the games together because in the previous years there was always that one day of the week that you pretty much couldn't play. So, I mean, I think that, along with some of the other ideas that they've talked about um, in the next, you know, maybe the implementing next season and beyond, I think as time goes on you're going to see the back-to-backs get reduced even more, and I think it's it's only a good thing for people because people want to see less injuries and they want to see um, more tangibly, they want to see um, more teams more rested when they play games. Yeah, and it also helps, like you mentioned, the Pelicans, I think they might have been on TNT once last year, late in the yeah. year against, I think it was Phoenix, but five of them this year, so that's five Thursdays that you don't have to worry about back-to-backs, and plus, I believe I counted four or five Thursdays that they won't be on TNT, but that still will be playing. Right. So I think that's a huge thing, and I saw people are making charts left and right about the schedule, and I believe rested days as far as opponents coming in on how many days rest compared to what the Pelicans are, and I believe the Pelicans lead the league in that with I saw I think 28 days mm-hmm. just so many things but yeah I think that's still a big factor sure sure I mean that's helpful I, I mean to to have more um, instances where you're more rested than the other team than anyone in the league I mean that's a good thing on the other hand um, it's possible there I didn't see a chart that had the opposite effect and it's possible that they could be near the top of the league in that as well so I mean it's it's there's a lot of different things that you could look at, but um, but it, I mean that that definitely seems like one you know kind of small break that they caught in terms of the way everything got laid out. My brain was hurting with all the charts yesterday. <laughs> I had to stop looking at them. But yeah. um, one thing that caught my eye: Golden State opener, ring ceremony. Now a lot of people think, man, that's going to be a tough one, which is going to be the defending champs. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, it's a pretty emotional night. The players get a little antsy. They're celebrating their world championship. I think mm-hmm. in years past that. The defending champs have not done well right. on opening night, but having Golden State as the opening game and your home opener, one, we only play them three times this year, so getting them out of the way, do you think it's more of a benefit you see Golden State two of the three, or is it really not that big of a deal? I mean, from a from a pure basketball standpoint or a win-loss standpoint, obviously you'd re- you from that factor you'd rather play somebody that's more manageable to beat I mean, you don't want to f- have your first eight games against the best teams in the league or right. whatever the case may be. But if, like, you have to play them three times at some point during the season. So from a standpoint, the standpoint of exposure and attention, I mean, I don't think you could ask for a better way to start the season, to be able to play them in on national TV in the very first night of the season. It's something that I'm pretty sure – I looked this up, and it's something that the Pelicans have never done. They've never been part of a ring ceremony as the visiting team. So that that's cool to be part of that. And then to have Golden State here for the first home game is is great. I mean, it's just that's 
right off the bat in the first week of the season, you're going to be in two games that a lot of people are going to be paying attention to and a lot of people are going to be watching. Yeah, absolutely. And also um, Christmas Day, first game on the docket, Pelicans against Heat. We were kind of talking about this offseason, how I thought there was a chance that the Pelicans could get a Christmas Day game, trying to figure out maybe who was opponent. I didn't really see us playing the Miami Heat on mm-hmm. Christmas Day, but just the fact that the Pelicans are on Christmas Day, I think that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think it seems like more or less there's a few teams that you know are going to be on Christmas every year or close to every year, like the Lakers, for example, which I know some people are starting to get a little <sighs> little upset about. Yeah. But And the Knicks, uh, they actually just uh, moved the Knicks off the Christmas schedule. Mm-hmm. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that there's, certain, there's a kind of a handful of teams you know that are always going to be there. And then there's another group of teams that might rotate from year to year or shift from year to year. And I think, obviously, the Pelicans are in that group this year. And I think that's great. It's If you're not among the franchises that they pretty much hand a Christmas game to, regardless of your situation, you kind of have to earn your way onto the, onto playing into playing on that, that day. So, I mean, I thought that was great. That surprised me, too. I wasn't expecting a Christmas game. So I was happy with that. And also from a selfish standpoint, I think everybody that travels with the team yeah, you're is happy. I mean, we're, we're happy. We're always happy to go to Miami because it's great there. I mean, the weather's amazing. But I like the fact that it's such an early game because we'll be able to get back here and actually have a Christmas. It's not like we're going to be gone all day. So, I mean, I think that's that's really cool and, and good for everybody, including the players. Plus it's a back-to-back, so there's a home game the next day. So getting home early yeah. is crucial compared to having a night, night back-to-back. For sure. And you get to spend – Christmas Eve in South Beach, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no doubt that, to me, after traveling with the team the last two years, every single game, the rest part of, like, we've had home-and-home home back-to-backs, and I've said, and we've had back-to-backs where we've played both games in L.A., and you're not ti- you're not that tired. Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, the travel part of it, and like you said, getting being able to get here pretty early the night before, even though it'll be a back-to-back Miami-Houston um, it won't be that bad because they'll be more rested than they would be normally. And I believe Houston plays on Christmas Day as well, so they will be traveling mm. and they'll be playing later. So that's another one of those advantages, I would say. So schedule was great. Um, not if you work every game like me and Jim <laughs> as far as some of the day, Like, no holidays for us. MLK gone, Thanksgiving gone, Mardi Christmas Gras. gone, Mardi Gras, New Year's Eve, New Year's yeah. Eve at home. Big games at home too. So Halloween night, New Year's Eve, um, some even on some Mardi Gras days. Should be a fun yep. time at the Smoothie King Center. And, Jim, uh, before I let you go, what can we look for on pelicans.com as far as you breaking down the schedule and things like that? Well, there's a there's a, a photo gallery slash kind of article that we just posted on the site today um, with, the, with 20 games to watch. Next week we'll start a uh, countdown of the top 10 home games. And I was looking for people on Twitter to kind of chime in and let me know, let us know which home games you're looking forward to the most, and we'll try to include some of those responses within the articles. So um, that's that's uh, probably a couple of the main things to look forward to um, starting today, but also going through the next uh, two weeks of August. You'll have my list later on this afternoon about the ten home games I want to see. Excellent. I wouldn't I wouldn't proceed without that first. Oh, thank goodness, thank goodness. Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com joining us. So lots of Pelican stuff on this thursday but guess what there's a football game tonight saints and ravens from baltimore sean kelly and john DeShazer will check in from baltimore next on this thursday edition of the black and blue report
At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new nutty super grain vegan smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior protein, super grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. It's Saints game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, for most of you NFL fans, you already watched the preseason game, which was the Hall of Fame game last Sunday between the Steelers and the Vikings. That was pretty cool, but now it's time for the Saints and see what they have in store for this upcoming season. Preseason game number one tonight in Baltimore as they take on the Ravens. Sean Kelly and John DeShazer are there. They have a preview of tonight's game, guys. All right, Daniel, thank you very much. Here at the beautiful Inner Harbor of Baltimore, we're finally ready for some football tonight at M&T Bank Stadium. John, we're going to finally get to see the Saints in an actual football game, albeit a preseason game, here against the Ravens. Yeah, you always want to couch your enthusiasm, but it is uh, some football, not a step above practice, obviously, a lot above OTAs and minicamp. Uh, there will be some actual hitting and guys going to the ground. But certainly not going to be your starters. You don't want to risk them this early in the preseason. But we'll, we'll get a good look at some of these uh, reserve guys. Let's start with the opponent tonight, the Baltimore Ravens. Coach Payton was pleased that this was the first game on the preseason schedule simply because the Ravens and the style of play that they uh, employ could serve as a great measuring stick. Well, let's be frank here. The Ravens came into the Superdome last year and pretty much physically dominated the Saints, and that's one of the things that Coach Payton wants to see if they're going to stand up physically to this team. So you'll get a great gauge early, even though the Ravens will be out there with their twos and threes also. They have a certain style that they teach and a way that they play, and every line is going to be physical. So you get a pretty good gauge on where you stand. For example, I think the Ravens rolled up 214 rushing yards at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome against the Saints last year, and that leads us into one of our keys for the season, that front seven for the Saints defense. Well, you've got to be able to stop the run in the NFL. That's you know pretty essential and pretty basic. If you can't stop the run, basically a, an offensive team will have you at their mercy defensively. So you've got to be able to stop the run. We know that Justin Forsett came in last year and ran amok against the Saints, as did many teams down the stretch. So the Saints believe they fortified that front seven. We'll see from the initial looks tonight. Just like life, first impressions mean a lot and a chance for a lot of guys on the Saints roster to make a great first impression. Who would be at that li- uh, the top of that list, J.D., as far as a chance to make a splash here in week one? Well, we're not going to see a whole lot out of the starters, I'm sure. So a guy like a Bobby Richardson uh, on the defensive line and a guy like a Willie Sneed, that receiver, uh, we'd like to see a, a nice splash from Stephon Anthony at linebacker, but we're not exactly sure how many snaps he's going to take. Uh, Andrews Pete on the offensive line, who might take a decent amount of snaps because, number one, he plays with the twos, and number two, he plays multiple positions. So those are some of the guys that we can kind of pay attention to and hope to see some big, big things out of. Coach Payton said the other day something is so simple but yet so important. He is really keying in on making sure that guys know where to line up, 
when to line up, and what plan to execute. I know that seems awfully basic, especially at this level, but this is, I think, probably at the top of his list, this mental awareness, this aspect of the football game. Well, their whole take on it is, if you don't know where to be, how can I play you? I mean, if you don't know where you're supposed to be on the field, if you don't know what the Saints are doing uh, defensively or offensively, they can't trust you to play because you'll be in the wrong position and you might end up getting somebody injured because you're out of position. So, you know, defensively especially, when those guys lined up in the scrimmage with 12 guys on two plays and 10 guys on another play, that was something that was fairly disturbing because that's the most basic element you can get into. So they want to make sure that these guys have knowledge of what the Saints are doing more so than even game planning against the opposition. Two young kickers will see live fire tonight for the first time. Yeah, Zach Hocker, Dustin Hopkins, and uh, we think throughout training camp that Hopkins has a little bit of an edge. He has not missed a kick. But certainly, again, neither one of them has done anything under any pressure, under any fire. I think Coach Payton said he might rotate them out by the half. One guy might kick the first half, the next kick the second half. We'll see how that goes. So we'll see how they respond to pressure. Out of the uh, large rookie class that was drafted uh, back in the spring, John, which, uh, which guys out of that class will get the most run tonight and where will we find them? Well, we're probably going to see something down uh, with the uh, with the P.J. Williams and the Damian Swans, the cornerbacks, the DBs, you know, uh, maybe some Marcus Murphy. I don't think we're going to see a whole lot out of Stephon Anthony at linebacker. I don't think we're going to see a whole lot out of Hal Kakaha at linebacker. I think we might see a little bit out of Andrews Pete on the offensive line. Again, he's a multiple player, and they want to see him, you know, transition into all the positions and see which one he plays best because maybe he might be needed at some point this season and not just as an extra tight end in the jumbo lineup. He might actually have to go in and maybe play some left or right guard, which he's practiced. He might have to go in and play some right tackle if something happens to Zach Streif. So he might get a little bit more run. But I think we'll see mostly the lower-end guys playing a little bit. Might see a little bit more Tyler Davidson, too. And I'm interested to see Tyler Davidson on that defensive line. Want to see if he can get the same push against Baltimore as he's been able to get against his teammates. We know he's a little bit shorter. A little bit squatty, able to get under the opposition's pads. We want to see if he can do that in a game situation. There's a lot to digest here, but it's only one preseason game, and it's only the start, J.D. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, so, again, you can't get too excited about it. It is the first preseason game. Going to be rotating in a ton of guys. You know, you've got 90 guys you want to get looks at. So you want to see how many snaps you can get for people, see what kind of, how they respond under the lights, as Coach Payton said, and just see how they perform against another team. All right, Daniel, there you have it. That'll uh, do it for us here this morning in Baltimore. Again, kickoff tonight at 6.30 Central Time at MNC Bank Stadium. Thank you very much. Make sure you catch all of them on the broadcast tonight locally on Fox 8. And uh, should be an exciting one as we get to finally see our first taste of Saints football. Again, 6.30 tonight on Fox 8. And I believe there's a link on NewOrleansSaints.com I just checked about a, uh, a trial pass, how you can watch tonight's uh, preseason game online for free. So make sure you log on to NewOrleansSaints.com and check that out. So if you can't make it to a television, you're at work or doing something else, you, uh, you could be able to watch it free online. So uh, that's on the homepage there. Make sure you log on to NewOrleansSaints.com to check that out. So, of course, we'll have a full recap on tomorrow's show. And, um, yeah, go Saints. Should be a good one tonight from Baltimore. All right, when we come back, I'll wrap up this Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free 
and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and host your birthday party, corporate event, or a holiday party in a Pelicans luxury suite. No matter who you're entertaining, let the Pelicans take the hassle out of finding a venue and planning world-class entertainment. Luxury suites are available now for the games throughout the Pelican season, giving you great seats to see the biggest stars in the NBA. For more information and to book your luxury suite night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. This is Pelicans guard Drew Holiday, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. All right, what a jam-packed show. Big thanks to Alvin Gentry, Jim Eichenhofer, Sean Kelly, and John DeShazer. Make sure to keep it locked on the Saints mobile app and NewOrleansSaints.com all day for previews of tonight's game between the Saints and the Ravens in preseason game number one. Um, Sean and JD will have a, a hit pregame and also have one postgame and also tons of interviews and sound from tonight's game on NewOrleansSaints.com. It will be on locally 6.30 p.m. on Fox 8. And um, again, check out NewOrleansSaints.com if you want to find out about that uh, free trial pass. You can watch the preseason game online tonight. So we'll have tons of that on tomorrow's show. We'll have Joel Myers, who is calling the game um, for the Saints for preseason game number one. We'll have him on to talk about tonight's game. And also we'll get his uh, perspective on the Pelicans schedule. And then we'll have plenty of sound from Baltimore to put on tomorrow's show as well. So big thanks to everyone who joined us today. Thank you, the listeners. And uh, again, if you have any guest recommendations for us, you can tweet us at Black Blue Report. Sean Kelly is at Sean Kelly Live, or you can tweet me at D Salerson. And also, again, um, we really appreciate you listening. You can listen on iTunes, hit the subscribe button. It'll be sent right to your phone. You can listen on both mobile apps and on both desktop, pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. I'll be back in the hosting chair tomorrow as Sean and JD will be traveling back from Baltimore to the Greenbrier for more training camp. And uh, so I'll have tons of recaps about the Saints and the Ravens. Hope you have a great rest of your Thursday. Enjoy the football. Go Saints. Go Pelicans. I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.